Coming up on today's message with Pastor Johnny. We act like we have great faith, but amid the trial, yeah, we'll we'll stand firm because we know the end, but in actuality, our faith is nowhere near that strong. Minor things will shake us up. Minor things will cause us to leave. We can't get mad at the disciples for wanting to leave and go back to fishing because of Jesus being crucified when we're in the church, leaving the church because we didn't get on the committee we wanted. Amen. Let's get into the word. Uh, Today's message is going to come from the gospel according to John, uh, the 21st chapter. I'm going to be reading uh, the first through the 19th verse. Again, that is the gospel according to John, New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, chapter 21. And I'm going to be reading verses 1 through 19. I'm going to be reading the New International Translation of God's Word. Let's see what it has to say for us today. Amen. Hear ye the word of the Lord. Afterward, Jesus appeared again to his disciples by the Sea of Galilee. It happened this way. Simon Peter, Thomas, also known as Didymus, Nathaniel from Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two other disciples were together. I'm going out to fish, Simon Peter told them, and they said, we'll go with you. So they went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Early in the morning, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples did not realize that it was Jesus. He called out to them, friends, Haven't you any fish? No, they answered. He said, throw your net on the right side of the boat and you will find some. When they did, they were unable to haul the net in because of the large number of fish. Then the disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, it is the Lord. As soon as Simon Peter heard him say, it is the Lord, he wrapped his outer garment around him for he had taken it off and jumped into the water. The other disciples followed in the boat, towing the net full of fish. Followed uh, the other disciples, net full of fish, for they were not far from the shore, about a hundred yards. When they landed, they saw a fire of burning coals there with fish on it and some bread. Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish you have just caught. So Simon Peter climbed back into the boat and dragged the net ashore. It was full of large fish, 153. But even with so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, come and have breakfast. None of the disciples dared ask him, who are you? They knew it was the Lord. Jesus came took the bread and gave it to them, and he did the same with the fish. This was now the third time Jesus appeared 
to his disciples after he was raised from the dead. When they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said, you know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. The third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my sheep. Very truly, I tell you, when you were younger, you dressed yourself and went where you wanted. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. Jesus said this to indicate the kind of death by which Peter would glorify God. Then he said to him, follow me. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Pray with me, please. Oh, Lord, our wonderful God, how excellent is your name in all the earth. We thank you for this opportunity to study and partake in your word, Lord God. Lord God, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight. And that this can lead people to know Jesus and the pardoning of their sins. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Uh, for the time that we get to spend together today, I'd like to talk a little bit about walking away from it all. Walking away from it all. Uh, a confession. I am sensitive to burning out. I do a lot of things to make sure that I don't burn out. Um, I believe in the theory of decision fatigue, um, not making a whole bunch of hectic decisions at one time because you or over the course of a day because um, you know you might make the wrong decision. I try to take care of myself uh, physically and mentally and spiritually I do constantly things to make sure that I don't burn out. Um, I keep Sabbath. I exercise regularly. I talk to a therapist. I go to a regular uh, spiritual formation group. I keep up hobbies. I spend time with my family. I read. I do things to keep from burning out. Being a pastor is a profession where people want to walk away. Uh, according to a survey that was taken of a couple thousand pastors, 75% um, of pastors report being extremely stressed or highly stressed. 90% uh, of those surveyed work between 55 and 75 hours a week. 
Um, 90% feel fatigued and worn out every week. 70% feel they're grossly underpaid. 40% report a serious conflict with a church member at least once a month. 78% were forced to resign from their church. 63% uh, of those at least twice, most commonly because of church conflict. 80% will not be in ministry 10 years later. Only a fraction make a lifelong career. On average, seminary-trained pastors only last about five years in uh, church ministry. Um, when they started breaking it down to um, denominations, 100% uh, of uh, 1,050 Reformed and Evangelical pastors had a colleague who left the ministry because of burnout, church conflict, or moral failure. 91% said they had experienced uh, some form of burnout in ministry, and 18% said they felt fried to a crisp right now, one of, one of the quotes. 53% of the pastors said that they did not believe that seminary or Bible college adequately prepared uh, them for ministry. 70% um, of the pastors said they had lower self-esteem now than when they entered the ministry. 70% uh, of them said that they f have fought with depression. 50% um, said that they feel so discouraged that they would leave their church right now, but they can't find another job. 80% um, said they believe that they, uh, pastoral ministry has negatively affected their family, and 33% said it was an outright hazard, ready to walk away. Pastoring is not the only profession that people feel ready to walk away from. Um, there are people that are ready to walk away from insurance jobs and education professions and law enforcement and health care and social workers, people are burning out and ready to walk away. Dustin Snyder had had enough. Dustin was tired of the long work weeks, low wages, and grumpy customers. Dustin was the assistant general manager of a McDonald's restaurant in Bradford, Pennsylvania. And early September 2021, Dustin drafted a petition for the regional office and invited his coworkers to sign it. We're all leaving, his petition said, and hope you find uh, employees that want to work for $9.25 an hour. Nearly all of the 24 day shift employees added their names. They all knew that just 20 miles away from this McDonald's, uh, there were employees at a McDonald's across the border in New York uh, that did the identical work and they were getting paid $15 an hour. It wasn't a strike and it wasn't a protest. It was a simple statement of fact to Dustin and his low-wage employees. And so he sent the petition to the regional office in Buffalo. And moments later, his phone rang, and it was the regional supervisor. Why did you do this? 
she wanted to know. I was trying to get better pay for my people. Uh, there are better ways to go about this, scolded the supervisor. No one gets a raise, she told them, and if your workers don't like it, they can quit. And so they did. Nearly all of the workers quit on the spot. They took off their headsets. They abandoned their stations at the drive-through and the cash registers. Uh, the line at the drive-through began to grow longer and mystified customers watched the employees assemble in the parking lot. And they watched Dustin lock the building and hang a sign on the door and he scribbled on this sign with a blue highlighter because that was the only pen he could find. Due to lack of pay, we quit. Hey, a man cried out to Dustin uh, from his car. We just want a quarter pounder and some fries. Well, we just want to be paid and treated better, Dustin replied. And when Dustin told Stephanie Kelly, the store's general manager, what they'd done, she wasn't even upset. She was sympathetic, and she texted uh, more than that, she decided to join them and she texted the night shift employees, telling them that the day, what the day shift had just done and that she too was quitting and most of the night shift did the same. And Dustin and Stephanie spent the next few days helping their workers find better jobs and in some cases driving them to some of the other fast food restaurants with vacancies. And as for this Bradford McDonald's, it wasn't long before the store was up and running again because the same person that owned the store in Bradford also owned the store in New York. And so he had to bus the workers from New York to Bradford that were getting paid $15 an hour to reopen the drive-through and had to hire a new crew of employees from Pennsylvania. And he had to do it for the same amount of money that he had, that the, the other employees had requested their raise for. In the, the wake of this COVID-19 pandemic, workers across America, professional and shift workers, have been rethinking what they do. And in some cases, they have decided to walk away, sometimes to new jobs, other times to no jobs. Uh, people have decided for different reasons to walk away, better job opportunities, um, um, deciding to go back to school, uh, some were getting more money on unemployment than they, they were getting paid for their job. Uh, some got training. Some burned out. Some even could not deal with suffering a significant loss. But no matter what the reason behind it, people walked away. And no matter what the reason was, the fact remains, they walked away. Today's gospel lesson tells the story of somebody who walks away. It's the apostle Peter and the job he walks away from is first commercial fishing and then that of an apostle and then commercial fishing again because this was not the first time Peter walked away. 
Um, it's the second time uh, the Gospels describe it. Uh, in Luke 5, Peter was not having a good day fishing. And Jesus invited Simon Peter to go out one more time and catch some fish. And this time, Peter came back with a net full of fish in Luke 5 at the beginning of the ministry. And uh, at that moment, Peter, James, and John started following Jesus, walking away from their fishing jobs. Uh, now, in John 21, we find the disciples uh, near the Sea of Tiberias at nightfall. And I find it interesting that the text calls it the Sea of Tiberias because uh, the Jewish people of that time actually called that sea the Sea of Galilee. And that's interesting that the church folk would call something one thing and the rest of the world would call it something else. And I wonder what we have going on that we're naming different than other people. Ah, but the disciples have, are, they're dealing with the catastrophe of the cross. Jesus has risen, but they're not really feeling that the disciples are. Um, they, they know about the empty tomb. They know about the things that have gone on, uh, but, but they are lost after losing their Savior, and they are dealing with grief. And so the disciples go back to what they know, which is fishing. And they have fished all night into the early morning and haven't caught any fish. I can only imagine the pain and the struggle of leaving what you've been doing, uh, leaving what you know for something new, and that new thing come crashing down. So you go back to what you know, and you're failing at what you know. They knew fishing. They left fishing to follow Jesus. That crashed down, and now they go back to fishing. And they're not fishing well. I can only imagine the pain. Uh, uh, and, 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 you know, some people may have a problem with the disciples going back to fishing. Uh, but I say that the problem is because we look at that story already knowing the end. Uh, we know the resurrected Savior. We know he's coming back again. We know all of these things that are going to happen. But they didn't know that. The disciples didn't know that. Uh, we act like we have great faith. But amid the trial, yeah, we'll, we'll stand firm because we know the end. But in actuality, our faith is nowhere near that strong. Minor things will shake us up. Minor things will cause us to leave. We can't get mad at the disciples for wanting to leave and go back to fishing because of Jesus being crucified when we're in the church, leaving the church because we didn't get on the committee we wanted. 
We leave the church because of the, the minister of music not playing our favorite hymn. So I can't get mad at the, 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 the I can sympathize with the disciples because they had to have a front row seat to the execution of their savior. And they went back to what they know. It was a public execution, like a common criminal. So they went back to what they knew. And I submit to you that the disciples were not committing an apostasy, nor were they being aimless. Instead, the disciples' actions were aligned. You can find God in the ordinary and the routine. And they went back to the ordinary and the routine. And at that moment, the fishers of the sea was called by the fisher of men on the shore. God is a God of restoration. No matter if you have walked away or you are in the process of walking away, God can restore you just like Jesus did to these disciples in the passage of Scripture. Ah, let me prove it, let me prove it, let me prove it. Peter denied Jesus three times during the crucifixion. Jesus asked Peter, do you love me? And told him to come feed my sheep three times. Jesus told Nathaniel in John chapter one that Nathaniel would see greater works. And we don't even see Nathaniel's name that much more until John chapter 21. And when do we see his name? Because he sees the greater works. He sees the risen savior. Ah, the disciples were near the Sea of Tiberias in John 21, the same place where John, uh, uh, in John 6, Jesus fed the multitude. It was bread and fish in John 6. Now it's Jesus, the bread of life in John 21. Uh, Jesus not only did that, but he said in the text, uh, uh, Peter, or no, Simon, son of John, do you love me. Simon, who was also called Peter, Jesus called Peter by his name and his family. So Jesus knows who you are and he knows whose you are. And when Jesus gets involved, there's going to be more than enough. In the beginning of Luke 5, they were out there and they could not get any fish. And Jesus came and they got more than enough in fish. And we go to John 21 and they could not get any fish. But Jesus had them more than enough with the fish just like he did the first time. They were ready to walk away. They were ready to throw in the towel. They were ready to give it up. But Jesus was there to restore them. And when Peter realizes who filled his net, he leaps from the fishing boat into the water. So eager he is to leave behind the futile striving of his old occupation that he doesn't even mind getting wet. He doesn't even wait for the boat to make it to the beach. He goes to Jesus immediately. For the first time in his life, Peter truly knows this. And for the first time in his life, he's received a call so compelling that he'll never return to the fishing boat again. 
There's an old Jewish story about a rabbi uh, walking through a neighboring village late at night, and he encounters uh, another man walking alone, and the two of them walk down the street in silence. Finally, the rabbi turns to his new companion and asks, so who do you work for? I work for the village, the man answers. I'm the night watchman. They walk on some more in silence, and then it's the night watchman's turn to ask his newcomer in, into this village a question. So he asks the rabbi, also, who do you work for? The rabbi answers, I'm not always sure, but this I'll tell you. Name your present salary, and I'll double it. All you have to do is earn the extra, to earn the extra money is one thing. You walk with me from time to time and ask me, who do you work for? We could all use someone to ask us from time to time, who do you work for? We could all use someone to meet us on the beach and challenge us to declare truthfully if our, empty, if our nets are empty or full. And then, having made that self-inventory, we have the courage to leave it all behind, to walk away from it all, if that's what it takes to obey the command of the one who simply says, follow me. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the doors of the church are open and we invite you to come. Pray with me, please. Oh, Lord, our God, how excellent is your name in all the earth. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, your name is great and greatly to be praised. We thank you for this word that went forth for those who heard it and those who will hear it later, that they will hear the call. And whatever they were walking away from, they'll start to walk towards Jesus. Follow that command, whether their nets are empty or full to follow Jesus and feed his sheep. Lord God, let this word be a seed that is planted in good soil and produces a great harvest, 30, 60, 100-fold. It is in your son's darling name we pray, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Thank you so much for watching this video. Please be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and share. Don't forget to connect with me on social media, Pastor Johnny Simpson Jr. on Facebook, at Pastor J. Simp Jr. on Instagram and Twitter. Thanks again for watching, and God bless.